Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where our personal best is 32 hours as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Sarah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What are we tackling today? Well, we're tackling the 165th episode in the series, Room 7, but let's talk about our guest. Yes, exactly. We have we have another Sarah. It's weird. Everybody born in the 80s is named Sarah. Um, or Lauren. <laughs> uh, Sarah, yeah, or Lauren, it's very true. Um, Sarah Armstrong coming to us live from Oregon. Welcome, Sarah Armstrong. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sarah Armstrong and I uh, go way back as, of course, Sarah buddies who are known as Royal and Armstrong uh, in, our, in our friend group. But uh, Armstrong is a, which we're just calling you Armstrong for now. Okay. Um, she is a, a fabulous uh, commentator who also does a mean NPR lady SNL impression. But, you know, you might you might hear some some tinges of it here. But yeah, I'd mostly, love to. <laughs> mostly she's uh, one of my most brilliant friends ever. So that's why she's here on the podcast. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. And NPR lady is not on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's It's just a great, a great voice, you know, for, uh, for all this commentating that we're going to do. Yeah. We love NPR. Yeah. exactly. In this house, we love NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. But anyway, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, in this house, we love, what do you, what do you think of good old room seven? Um, I like it. It's not one of my favorite episodes. I like it. I also feel like I am getting much more like woo woo as I get older. And so the wind chimes, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm into it. You're on it. It's obviously super ridiculous. Um, So much of it is like, okay, we're going to drive to, to Atlanta. I'm going to handcuff myself to this, which I feel like is something that like one protester did. And then every TV show is like, that's what all protesters do. Like there's a, in Arrested Development, I think Lindsay handcuffs herself to like a tree, like just in so many sitcoms. Um, I like the Brooklyn line, obviously, which I will call out. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, it's all about Grammy's plantation, which I honestly feel like is the reason that Dorothy is like so unsympathetic in the beginning. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have fun going through it. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, it's, yeah, it's got the woo element to it, which is like fine. And it, there's, it's interesting of like what that actually, it, it's played, it's played pretty well here. I think there's like, there's a couple times where there's like a sort of not paranormal, but like some sort of element, the otherworldly element that pops into this show. And I think it kind of makes sense. It's different though, that it's Blanche, right. That is like kind of experiencing this and not, rose but of course you know rose is like oh i heard it too like she you know she's not under the bed beats don't fail me now um she's she's you know she's good comic relief there but uh as always i identify with dorothy being like oh my god this is insane like we're gonna do this for not even like a person right and i i think there's a lot that i do want to unpack there of like especially my experience with hoarding families like or hoarding family members who basically if they lose a physical object they lose the memory so right. it's like that you know blanche is kind of going through the same thing here except that her physical object is a southern plantation yeah i think this might lose me some followers but honestly like one of my least favorite things is like when one of my peers who's like 30 plus like is upset that their parents are moving out of their childhood home it drives me like wild because like yeah they want to live their own lives like i don't want to i i I'm not about that. 
I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, we've already lost our followers who are going to defend uh, plantation uh, <laughs> owning and, and visitations. Like, no. yeah, let your parents downsize. That's my message. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, but again, it's like, yeah, the people are entitled to their own emotions and opinions, of course. But yeah, I don't they, want to see them. <laughs> yeah, they, you don't want to hear about. Them. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there is there is something to like the physical space, right, that you can miss. But I think that there is uh, attachment to a space in terms of like you're actually blaming people for, I don't know. And who knows? It's so funny. Like they're exploding this plantation house. But like, what are the plans otherwise? There's no, nothing is ever mentioned. It's just, it's my birthday and we just get to blow it up. And then what What are they doing? Are they building like a McDonald's? Are they building a, a Target? Like what, what's what's happening? <laughs> what's happening on this site? Um, but anyway, anyway, so let's let's move into the, the very beginning of, uh, you know, with the introduction of Blanche's, you know, burst into the room and being upset. Uh, yeah, well, wait, let's get our special guest take. What do you think of this okay. episode? What is your take? Oh, this is there someone else here? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for me, you know, it was a, it was a good revisit. I haven't I haven't been uh, watching all the episodes in order. Yeah. And so it was such a great reminder and the banter and everything else. I was surprised by the topic itself. Yeah, I was surprised that they were getting so woo, like you're saying, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm like, oh, OK, maybe this is where some of my ideas on this come from if I was sort of watching this even when I was little yeah uh just you know having people who I had otherwise respected kind of thinking about supernatural things ghost Mm -hmm. things of course I was nervous about the (laughs) overall premise with the plantation and yes why were they tearing it down it looked to be in fine shape (laughs) great they were having breakfast (laughs) um and then breakfast it did seem like a special or like a jump from the norm that they were on the road trip, mm-hmm. but we didn't get to see that. They just arrived. No, yeah, so, we just had the, the establishing yeah. shot of the highway <laughs> with the voiceover, which of course is very funny, like Rose Ghetto. Um, but yeah, it's a, I, I, I don't know, the, the supernatural part of it and the feeling of spirit and like talking to a wind chime, that is like, I, I guess maybe like you said, Lauren, it's like in old age, like that wasn't as weird to me. Like we've had weirder and other yeah. elements like on the show. But yeah. uh, so I totally, I respected that. I think it was the part that, like you said, was a little bit unrelatable. Like, okay, travel all the way down there, see it one last time, like Dorothy says, but you don't have to handcuff yourself to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's also not going to destroy Grammy by by destroy you know like and like that's where it goes back to the hoarding house like thing the hoarding objects like my cousin what like he lost uh, a box of like his father's old ball caps that like from like when he worked at exxon or like standard oil right like it was like oh this was his work hat so he's like he remembers him working there or like when he was a kid and like if those hats are gone he won't have that memory, right? I mean, he will, but like, that's how he, he has that, that like connection to the object. So like, it feels like that's exactly what we're just going through here. And you're like, girl, she's just in, living in some wind chimes. You could take those home, which of course she does. Right, right. That's the thing. I think it's like, yes, there are objects that have sentimental value, um, but they have to be within reason. And like, you can't hold everything that has sentimental value to you and also you can't assign sentimental value to every object which I feel like is sort of like I think that 
sometimes people do that and it's um it's just like not a great approach to it and I don't really feel like Blanche actually does that very much which is also maybe part of the weirdness of this episode too like I will say later when she's trying to get Dorothy I think it's when she's trying to like convey the importance of it and she says it's the only place I consistently felt loved as a child which is a big reveal (laughs) yes yes like I I also like noted that line. I thought it was pretty interesting of like, okay, all right. This is this is like lending a little more credence to it instead of just like it was really fun to to laugh at my grandpappy with the X jug and yeah. All, all of him being yeah. a racist drunk. <laughs> right, totally. Yeah. And I think like with what we know about Blanche's um like childhood and her relationships with her kids too. Like I feel like generally her her family bonds like I think that's actually worth noting that bit because like we don't exactly know like we know she grew up like wealthy we know she kind of like idolized her father but we don't actually know that like it doesn't seem like she got a whole lot of validation from her parents as a child um and so like I think like she talks about when there's a fight between big daddy and big mommy and all of this but I actually think the real feeling of like just like being loved and like carefree as a child which she didn't have at home is pretty like integral to her character you're right you're right I'm like that's like it really (laughs) big mommy I don't think I ever knew her (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the connection to yeah like a physical I mean that's like now it's so funny now I'm coming around a little bit more (laughs) is like the connection to the physical space because it represents your grandmother but like that you can actually feel yourself and remember yourself as a kid and more carefree in the hallways before you sort of, you know, grow up and become an adult and understand like your family dynamics, which are less than stellar. Um, and, you know, and they even have the overlay of like the little girl giggling where she sort of remembers at the end. So it is, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice touch. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think I'm just, yeah, it's the the struggle of like, if you destroy the home, will it destroy your grandmother or in your memories there? It's just challenging. But yeah. yeah. Um, but- yeah, I mean, I guess the what I was kind of thinking about was just like if she is gonna have a protest and it is gonna be a little cliche like handcuffed, at least it also like gets into sort of like that dirty sexual side of Blanche. Like they make a lot of yeah. jokes against that. So right. that's where I saw it fitting in more. Yes, yeah. But yeah, I did feel a little like, is this really the depth of her feeling on this? Yeah. Um, but it was nice to kind of learn a little bit more about what her childhood was like yeah. to see her reflect and really also to see Dorothy sort of understand it I thought was where sort yeah. of the most happened it's amazing to that scene with B. Arthur with B. H. right and you can and because you know because we know the joke I don't know if you remember the the punchline at the end where it means blast here yeah Hollingsworth <laughs> you can see Betty White do the like rose like I I want to butt in but I, I'll just let her pontificate and like have her soliloquy. But again, it's like, it's such a great class of like, B. Arthur is only like, she's in one zone in the beginning and then she talks herself out of it and then moves to the, the you know, the opposite perspective, I guess, which is so funny. And that's, it's just all her. It's just all dialogue and her talking to herself in this room. And I think it's really, it's great. You can just see how good of an actress that she is to convince you. 
And then, of course, Betty White's like, I, I talked to the crew. It means blast here. <laughs> yeah, which I, you know, I love, though, because I think this show does such a great job at, like, punctuating these, like, big, heavy moments with sort yeah. of, like, cheap humor. And that's, like, a perfect, <laughs> yeah, example. perfect, perfect example. Um but so I wanted to, so the Brooklyn line I wanted to talk about is like when Blanche is like all upset in the very beginning and be right there, Dorothy is like so unsympathetic. She's like, oh no, mattress world. And then it's like the boys down bit. Um, but then Blanche is like, didn't Blanche have is into that. Yeah, goes, <laughs> where it was like, <laughs> it seemed just like a fairyland. And then she's like, oh, that's right. You grew up in Brooklyn, which <laughs> burn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but again, I don't know. There is something to that, I feel, of like, I don't know, for me, at least, city living, Brooklyn, like, you can't actually be so attached to so many objects. You don't have physical space. For right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I, Dorothy probably moved a couple of different, uh, you know, apartments before they they settled into the uh, cell of Sophia's spot. But um, but yeah, anyway, it's just, it's great because it's like, I'm always here for the B. Arthur Northerner, like, give me a break <laughs> towards anything that Blanche has to say. For sure. Um, yeah, and then Sophia's just choking. Oh, <laughs> How scary is that? <laughs> so I wrote down, all right, so, uh, you know, first of all, it's like, it's scary to have like Betty White, like in her panic voice. And I completely forgot that that was the B story of this episode. And like, then she's just limp. And it was yeah, hard. It was scary. Really scary. I was like, oh my God. That was like, I felt we weren't so expecting that. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, man, I haven't watched this episode a long time. It's not, you know, it's not one of my usual like sit down and repeat. Um, so yeah, it was scary. It was crazy. And then I was like, oh yeah, and then we go to heaven and Spumoni face, you know, okay, back to me. <laughs> Hello, did I mention I died? <laughs> <laughs> also, I will criticize Rose's Heimlich maneuver. You need to be a way more intense than that she's just like vaguely pulsing <laughs> we've learned a lot since then. I mean, yes exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> but uh but speaking of you know okay you're talking about uh handcuffing as like the classic this is what protesters do the like going towards the white light is like one of the biggest tv tropes i think of all time <laughs> so it's kind of funny to see it used here yeah, it's a literal white light. <laughs> it's a literal white light. So I don't know. What did you uh what do you think of that perspective of checking in at heaven with with what's his name? Yeah, I mean it was yeah, it kind of had was like this classic heaven. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was classic funny. heaven. <laughs> Expect to see classic heaven. Classic heaven. <laughs> like, oh yeah, wait, this is where this picture even comes from, is from sitcoms like this, like when people right. choke for a minute and go to heaven briefly. Yeah, Greece. Um, <laughs> critical. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I think it, I will say like the very end when Sophia's like, oh, Blanche has a, like a powerful experience, but your mother isn't nut. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think is really, it's really well used. Um, they connect the points back together really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously like we see Sal, which I think is like, you know, the sort of like another trigger, like, oh, and this, like, she's almost dead or like maybe dead or whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. It's fine. It doesn't like thrill me. I think it's, I think like the Sophia having a near death experience is a good storyline, but like the actual visual and like that scene, I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> 
for me, it's a great setup to like the purgatory OU Catholics line and the fact great. that like we've never had an evangelist in heaven before, which that's kind of subversive for this time. Yeah, too. very. And again, like that's right. And this is peak um, televangelist time, I feel like. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Um, I did also, I don't know if I just like had my volume up or was listening with very good headphones, but like the, the heaven scene has like this like windy audio. <laughs> it's just like the whole time. <laughs> Like what's like windy this, up there? It's windy up there. I mean, you're standing on a fucking cloud, and then nothing else is happening. Um, sure. so, yeah, I could I could do without the like meeting actual God, whatever that means. Like you know, Sal's like introducing Sophia to <laughs> the lightning and thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna believe this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little Zeusy. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Zeusy. I do, I do want to say, though, that scene was really funny to me because, you know, basically God asks, they do the whole James Cagney impression, right? And like, you know, Sal can do it really well. And then like God asks Sal to do the James Cagney impression, which to me implies being an all being or whatever is supposed to be represented here, that God can basically do anything. God should be able to call upon James Cagney, who is definitely dead by this point, to do an impression at any time. But the fact that he needs Sal to do it, to me, says to one of two things, either that Sal does a better impression of James Cagney than James Cagney himself, or that James Cagney is in hell. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you know, I don't know too much about James Cagney's actual personal life, if he really deserves that or not. But, you know, I just I was like, I was thinking about that. I was like, this is a very odd scene, you know, between God and, and Sal. So yeah, anyway. for sure. Um, <laughs> and then like, I think also later when the doctor, like when Dorothy says like, oh, the doctor says it was a lack of uh, lack of oxygen. Like that also is a thing that like really, I feel like people who have near death experiences, like that's the scientific explanation often is like you hallucinated. Yeah blah 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 but I think like you know that also to your point earlier about like the picture of heaven that we have I think that also is kind of like very built up by like tv and interviews with people who have like had crazy near-death experiences mm-hmm. um love that you went to the dog track obviously that's a- <laughs> 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 like drove over 65 <laughs> it's perfect um the uh, yeah but i I, the like trying to get the most out of life thing is an interesting Mm -hmm. storyline that but for me it like it it doesn't explore it quite as much we've seen this before too where dorothy is trying to contain sophia right particularly in the um the episode where they go to disney world right and she's like you know like or or even even when she's uh you know the old folks home director right like stopping me from living isn't going to stop me from dying kind and of rose too when rose wants to eat life <laughs> yes, yes, exactly exactly um but but like so i understand and i like the fact that that's a recurring theme because i think that is true right and it's like especially even like now as a parent like my own kids where you're just like okay want you to be safe but like you have to do these things so it is always a balance so i like how they go in this like I've never jumped into a stack before or whatever. These ridiculous premises to make that point. But it also doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't come back together enough. They do have the good chat. Like it scares me, you know, Yeah. that talks to her at the end, but um, it's still like a lighter take on that idea, but it's because it's the B story. So. Yeah. Well, one thing that I found interesting about heaven was when Sal says, uh, here all the parts work. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, you're, okay. So this is the thing they do where they're like having sort of like older people with sexuality. And so I started thinking like, oh, it's interesting that they're old up here too. Yes, right? Not your like I quote unquote ideal form, whatever that means. Yeah, but then they make, make that joke. And I was just like, wait, so they didn't work before? Or anyway, it just got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's like a thought experiment. Yeah, it is interesting actually though, but that does bring up a good point. Like every time we see Sal, he is theoretically how he looked like right before he got like sick or whatever happened to him and he died um we do get to see young Sal a couple times and you would think that like you're right I don't know I guess it depends on like what your ideal form of him would be um but yeah that is that's a pretty like that's some innuendo (laughs) yeah I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, they're going. Go May he rest in peace before I get there. Yeah. <laughs> when Sophia comes out, she says she's not going to live in fear anymore. Mm-hmm. And that actually felt deeper than like that kind of, sorry, oh, like a little hacky heaven scene. Yeah, I was like, course. oh, okay. Sophia's been living in fear. Yeah. So now she's driving and jumping right. in the haystacks. It's right. Like, I don't think that's why you weren't driving or jumping into haystacks but nonetheless it was it's, interesting and that's yeah. kind of before where it like it doesn't quite get yeah. to the depth that I want because you're just like well that's not the fear bit what you shouldn't be fucking jumping into a haystack no. out of a plantation window you know like it's like go on a date or something yeah. that's actually scary right you know exactly yeah. and I'll also, be perfectly like, fine if I never jump in a haystack yeah <laughs> I mean, literally last episode she went to Sicily on her own right it's like give me a break there's, there's, there's not, not living in yeah there's no yeah not living in fear right this is like it's really kind of funny I mean the fear of actually dying thing mm-hmm. is sort of like an interesting perspective because she's just like oh now I know what's on the other side like woohoo get into heaven all the parts work my husband's there like, yeah no purgatory yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's kind of <laughs> funny but um but yeah it is interesting that it's like a this is what's waiting for you instead of an actual like your life flash before your eyes which is another big tv trope of like let's revisit how you know Mm-hmm. oh Sophia Petrillo this is your life you know like having a like a whole playback but that's obviously more expensive <laughs> so, right so. and I I feel like it's it's not in conflict but like the la- not being afraid of dying and like wanting to like live life you know to the fullest for like a better way to phrase that like they I don't know I feel like they're not exactly the same and like not being afraid of what's to come after I feel like I don't know that that would necessarily like I don't know I'm sure it would be different for everybody but like the impulse to then do all of these like dangerous things like so you want to get there but then I think like to your earlier point like they have a conversation she's like I'm not ready to die I'm just not afraid of dying so like that's yeah that kind of clears it up but yeah it's not as like it doesn't it's not as layered as some of the other times we see this basically same story yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like th- th- the summaries are pretty good, right? Like the sum yeah. up, yeah, like what Dorothy has the conversation, you know, we're only working with like sub 30 minutes here. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's a lot to resolve uh, in this conversation. But um, but yeah, it's kind of funny. You're just like, I don't know, it, it would have been interesting if they had played with like, what, where is Sophia's spirit gonna go after she dies, right? Like they have, because it's like in one sense, oh, right, self is in heaven right when that's what's going to happen when she finally dies but in this other sense like blanche's grammy i guess is in heaven maybe she i don't know plantation plantation owner maybe right and uh 
yeah, but like then, but her spirit is still on earth, which again is usually the like unfinished business type of weird kind of trope. So I, for me, like those two end games of dead people don't match. Right. I see that. Yeah. Is somebody going to be, we're hovering on earth as well as in heaven. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like if that, if those two things happened in your A and B story of life, you'd probably be like, what chime are you going to chime for me? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm strong. I think you mentioned the road trip sort of like, you know, that, <laughs> that scene in the, the car. I love so much that she tricks Rose into driving. I think that that's like such a funny, yeah. it's like, so, again, like so cheap, Liberal. but I love it. It's <laughs> really right somewhere outside Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> also like the, Oh my God. Again, we're in the nineties, right? I feel like that, like Dorothy, Dorothy, Bobo. <laughs> Where did that even, that song even come from? Like, I just picture like Dave Coulier, like, you know, from full house singing that, you know, it's just, I mean, it's the same era. It's the exa- exact same, like goofy song. Oh yeah. That we all sang. It's just, it's just odd, you know, cause again, we're in the nineties. We're in the Golden Girls nineties period. And Lauren and I've been talking about how like, it gets way goofier than it had been previously. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, that song, everybody loves that song, right? Know. Of course. Like age seven or so. Yeah. Or if you're Rose Nyla, it <laughs> yeah. works out really well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, by the way, the, um, the drive from Miami to Atlanta is nine hours and 45 minutes and that's without stopping or, um, traffic. So that's intense. Wow. Yeah. They say they're going to stop in a motel um good so maybe they you know took a little weekend trip also like I guess Dorothy's a substitute teacher but they rest of them have jobs like what night of the week is this they're just going to Atlanta um really important yeah also the establishing <laughs> shot of like the plantation slash like bed and breakfast whatever it is I feel like looks a lot like the designing women house um and I wonder if it's just like that's what homes look like in Atlanta or it's just like one home in Atlanta that's also a sugar baker <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because it's very similar to the uh the frequent establishing shot that it, it's just so funny because it's always fuzzy right it's just like not <laughs> like it's very obviously the stock footage b-roll um but it looks very similar to where they always have their galas or like their events right because mm-hmm. it's like a big white column kind of place so it's funny this was just farther away to imply how many acre acres are part <laughs> of this property but um i do love the wow i've never been to the deep south before well let's go back <laughs> 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 yeah the way that sophia pops in and out like dialogue in this it, hey man cool Dude, <laughs> I never remembered that line. It was like feel like I watched it for the first time. Literally, I remember her saying, "My Grammy, she's in this room," and like that weighted line and the amen, cool. Played <laughs> me. It's just one of those weird things. I just never. It was never embedded as part Kills of me. Oh God, it's so incredible. Um, you don't pack a wood. Like it's it's like again, Dorothy just making fun of the southern element of this and just completely rolling her eyes. You show me. You showed us the seven places you lost your virginity. Like, let's get this fuck out of here. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, the so can we talk about the plunger guy and like this whole crew? I'm so nervous at the end when she like lingers. I'm like, everybody went outside. Are they gonna blow you up? 
Like, you know, because like, it, it feels it feels like very haphazard where you're like, who's doing safety checks? There's like there's TNT on the property. What the fuck is going on? Like, I always get worried because like he's like, yeah, we can go. And then she's like, Blanche, you need a minute? OK, sounds great. Let's just move the whole crowd. They're not like keeping track of old ladies. <laughs> yeah, nobody's checking. Oh, it just it seems very like what are what are the OSHA rules here? <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to just walk around the house and say goodbye to your grandma. Oh yeah, when you blow up a plantation, there's a lot more rules. <laughs> well, when I did go into reality too, I was like, we should really salvage a lot of this architecture here. I can't believe we're just blowing it up, but yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah. make a museum, a beautiful of- building. Yeah. Somebody wants that fireplace. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, even break down the wood or something, right? Yeah. I mean, they break down old bowling alleys to make uh, you know, some retrofits for homes, right? It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a museum to the American slave because that's clearly what's going on here. But yeah. but yeah, just pull the pieces apart. Like literally, a guy carries out a rug. You're like, what the fuck is the rug here for? <laughs> oh, like, was it just recently a bed and breakfast? Because like why are you blowing it up yeah like why are you not repurposing it it's super Same. confusing none of it makes sense yeah <laughs> but, but you have the plunger and the bh line i guess you have to you gotta be blowing it up you, yeah you gotta be blowing up that's what happens so and to make the road trip yeah um yeah. Pull off work. <laughs> yeah. i want to ride the rocket with you <laughs> oh my god see that line also going back to what we were saying earlier that line implies that she's like yeah i'm ready to die sounds good yeah yeah let's get blown up what a way to go you know i mean yeah it's kind of hilarious so you just whatever what do you so what do you guys think of the whole spumoni face thing uh, what a cute you know. nickname <laughs> <laughs> like the message for you it is kind of funny because like in the beginning she's like he left a message for you but of course we as the audience don't see that until a little bit later yeah when she's like recalling it kind of thing um but yeah I again like I, I'm so with Dorothy I'm like I must have mentioned it like come on how many <laughs> Italian kids get called that in their life well, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not exactly unique you know it's either that or cannoli face right yeah um, <laughs> bolognese face. yeah um but but yeah I mean it's like there there's a cuteness element to it where it's like a connection with her dad um but it it's just yeah that that I I like the wind chimes like Blanche's grandma and the wind chimes more than I do like this message from heaven when you were hallucinating <laughs> Honestly, like, I think this Bamoni face line actually takes away from when Sophia's like, he says he's proud of you. Like, it could have just been that. And I think that's emotional. And that's like, you know, that is enough, I think, to deliver that scene. Um, I think that also is written so Sal can say like favorite parent, which is funny. Um, But I think that, yeah, I don't know. I almost think it, it takes away from the like weight of being like oh yeah your your dead parent is proud of you yeah and I think it's like Dorothy still doesn't really believe right it's not like like this is like because obviously that line is there as like the passageway to be like oh full belief here's my proof it's something I never would have known and you're like "Eh, it's it still falls flat a little bit it doesn't work don't take any wooden nickels yes You're like, Dorothy, man, you should have written the letter to your father after this episode. There's a fuckload more to talk about. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you too, like how that sort of aligned with the the rest of yeah. like the story with him and her and whether or not it was kind of like on point. Like, did she need to hear that message? Yeah, kind of. That's what, that's yeah. what I'm supplying. So there's a, there's an episode where she like writes a letter to her father and, you know, and she's like, who, and like who are you writing to? And she's like, oh, you know, Sal is like, oh, your father who died all, yeah. So it's, it's a terrible thing when your kids lose it before you do. He's like, no, I'm not going to send it. You know, and it's like her processing her emotions. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot we've talked about. There's a, there's a lot there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think to your point, Lauren, of like the proud of you line does really deliver and would be very impactful as opposed to like some little ice cream club. <laughs> yeah, because actually I think it, it probably is in the letter episode where Dorothy specifically brings up and I think like, you know, talking about it here and like, obviously, um, you know, it's, it feels like a light thing and kind of like silly to be so upset about, but I do think it's a real thing that like you would bring up in therapy where like her, he, I guess like he said that he was going to bring her to work and like show her off to all of his friends and he never did that. And like, she really internalized that and like felt like he wasn't proud of her. And like, you know, that's a real thing that I feel like would compound with everything else and like give you some complicated feelings and like some some trauma so like I think I don't know the this money face it reminds me of um there's an episode two where there's like a flashback where after Phil their second kid is born Dorothy's like acting out and like Sal has like a conversation with her that's like well, I still love you, whatever. She's like, oh, great. Like, you know, everything's fine after that. But like, I feel like they use that a lot of like, yeah, a father, like particularly with Dorothy, like your her father's attention means something that her mother's doesn't. But also I think she like has a deeper appreciation for her mother and like the work that she did. And so like, I think it does like, I think it relates to all of the sort of like complex real stuff that we know about them. Um, It's just- I feel like the whole sort of like takeaway from this episode has been like, yeah, this is all great, but it's all kind of like surfacey level coverage of these things. And I think that that's also true. Like this Bimoni face bit is like, it's light. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a little too like corny for me, maybe. Yeah, for sure. But it, yeah, but it, I mean, to your point, it is very interesting that they keep revisiting this sort of like, again, unfinished business between Dorothy and Sal or like not actually having him say directly to her i'm proud of you i love you you know all of these things and and it, it's funny because it's like she's clearly been close with sophia for a long time but i guess the the um you know uh the 38 years of marriage <laughs> and then sophia being in shady pines and who knows when sal passed in this whole um throw of it like it, it's just uh she didn't she didn't have enough time with Sal towards the end of his life it feels like he died suddenly and then there's a lot that Dorothy has to unpack yeah <laughs> some big reveals about Blanche and Dorothy's childhood I think actually yeah it's funny because like yeah in discussing this you're like well they're trying to get even deeper than I thought they were <laughs> just yeah like, wind chime lady and uh riding rockets but uh but yeah it's sort it sort of works sort of doesn't I do think at the end with you know the wind chimes blowing and you know Blanche telling her to quiet down is pretty cute you know it's like the when she's talking she calls her peckerwood it's a great comes right back around <laughs> so I like that moment but uh it reminds me of when Rose I'm sorry when Blanche is talking to um you know like talking to George in her bed uh mm, yeah episode right like it's like a really you know it's like an intimate moment it's like just like Blanche having her time before she goes to sleep um 
sort of processing everything. So it's nice. It was a good punctuation. You know, it was less weird. Than I think the last episodes and credits were doing this whole like nineties thing where we get extra yeah. scenes over the credits, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of fun. It like wrapped it up well, but yeah. yeah. What else did we miss? We, we didn't talk about, uh, Two bottles of beer. Two bottles of beer is great. It's so great. And like the the outrage, you know. <laughs> it's really great. Oh, so if you have that like dig on Southern people in general, where she asks to send like possums during seven. God, Jesus. I've never experienced Southern food. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like that one, that one's like, it falls flat anyway. Cause you're just like, this guy just said he was going to blow it up. It's not, you yeah, know, it doesn't work there. there. What do you mean? It doesn't work for me. And then obviously, yes, the horrifying moment of her quote unquote, happy memory of her, her grandfather yelling at a lawn jockey um, is just like, okay. Whew, all right. Yeah. There's all, okay. it gets dicey a couple of times. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's, no, it's that was just racist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like cringing. Even I watched this with my mom, and she even blanched at yeah. that one. She was like, "Oh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I was glad that that was like the one of yeah. all of them because I was really nervous about the whole right setup of the episode. Sure. Well, like, yeah, what they do they do a very good job? I think in this show that when they do have like Blanche. But Blanche is always being skewered when she's like, remember my happy memories? And then everybody's like, are you serious? Like, mm-hmm. this is insane, right? So again, Dorothy plays that role here and just kind of um, the skepticism in general, but also just like eye rolling that we have to go to a plantation in the South to begin with um, is nice. But yeah, I could do without Blanche's racist memories uh, of her family. Yeah. And then like, it's so... It actually is kind of funny because I just think it's funny for B. Arthur, Arthur to say this, but when she's like, these naked Southern guys sure can dance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when she's like, if that doesn't work, nothing. Will. Yeah, what? Why is she going to believe that? <laughs> I could tell it wasn't a dream because there were no male dancers. <laughs> it's a demolition site in like what world? <laughs> if the possum you know can be there as a as room service um yeah also like let's like can we also just laugh at the fact that this house is so fucking big there's a house that she's like it's room seven yeah (laughs) labeled like it's it's an estate oh god um also the icy london icy france bit like i feel like shouldn't actually be that funny to me but it is (laughs) (laughs) So do you think, do you think that it's like a Sophia dummy that they made when she jumps down into the haystack? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like this really funny mannequin that they just put the purse on. They just put a wig on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this weird, like, angle, you know, it's like an open angle of like her jumping. It's pretty funny. I mean, that, that must have been a fun prop to to design definitely yeah. I mean, they obviously didn't go for realism yeah. like that yeah. was part of the joke but <laughs> they did almost lose me with it it was like a three foot like doll it's like my size barbie they just yeah <laughs> probably yeah it's like the night it was like cricket absolutely yeah. yes. <laughs> but well. that does kind of remind you like that that like sort of how this shows like a play in many ways yeah. like so even the establishing shots and all of that you know it's like all right now we're in act two exactly yeah yeah Our three walled room yeah you know that's so funny but I thought they were just going to imply she jumped so I was surprised to see the 
shocking. <laughs> yeah, talking about, you know, it's the last season. They got a budget. So they're, oh, they're yeah. going. Yeah. 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 Throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is funny, like throughout the series, you see like more and more like, oh, we got money, you know. Like last episode, there was like a donkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> multiple scenes and like it's like okay but again that's why it's even funnier that the establishing shot just looks like somebody rubbed vaseline on the lens <laughs> yeah. like to our eyes <laughs> three eyes money incredible. to burn yeah money to burn exactly and or maybe the sugar baker mansion <laughs> right <laughs> are they were they on the same network like could it have literally been it I don't know if they were they they definitely were one after another on lifetime i can <laughs> certainly <That's true>. <laughs> kindred spirits for sure yeah <laughs> oh, man. but but yeah but it's it's funny it's like this this being a more supernatural style episode like we, we were talking about like just like covering deeper things i think again they punctuate it well with like, all right, here's something serious. And then we have like the joke, even, even when Sophia and Dorothy are talking about at the end, then it's like a heavy moment. And then Sophia's like, do you want to just go scare Rose? Like pretend we're, you know, put a sheet on her head and pretend we're ghosts. Like, just like, okay. And it was like, leave the tension. It was like very obvious writing that that's what happened. They had to find something funny to end on after, you know, then of course we have the end credits. Like it's a secret scene at the end of a Marvel movie or something, but um but I you know I thought I thought it worked it was fun yeah it's fine it was cool yeah reliable yes exactly yeah, for sure reliable mm-hmm. and it made sense it made sense enough for the characters which I think was great yeah. not too much Rose here Rose is just really helping you know the others but again like I just still really admire her scene when she's about to talk to Dorothy <laughs> at the end and then just lets her have her own speech it's very it's very touching and when she's looking for Grammy I think that that's really funny <laughs> She's yeah. not in the closet. <laughs> she does get that great treasure map line. Totally. Like the trick to go on the road trip. It's so. perfect. <laughs> let's roll. Let's roll. Um, but yeah, overall, great. Yeah. Great. So thanks for, thanks for uh, being here, Sarah. I'm sure you're a great guest. Come back it's anytime. Such an honor. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Of course. Of course. Uh, join us next time. We're going to discuss one of the other greatest television shows of all time. La la. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody.